listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind-the-scenes juice on Peter's season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 171. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you today. We went old school again. Ryan Park from Ashley A. Bear, now Ashley Rosenbaum's season of The Bachelorette. He was the first impression Rose recipient. Remember that? And then what we talk about in the podcast, one of the things we talk about is the fact that he got the first impression Rose and then literally went episode by episode by episode by episode by episode without getting a one-on-one. And he's kind of going like, what's going on here? So a very interesting uh, guest um, because literally you'll hear it in his voice here. You heard it. You probably, if you remember her season, one of the nicest guys ever, but yet it was used against him because all the guys thought he was fake. And he was kind of the villain on his season, yet he never talked shit about anybody and he never did anything wrong, really. Guys just didn't like him and they didn't like his personality, which is Really weird. And then, um, you know, we go over all of Ashley's season. We talk about what he's up to now, um, the fact that he's married with two kids, how they met. Uh, great story. Um, and we talk about the the one time Ryan and I did meet. Uh, he was in Dallas on business back in, uh, it had to have been 2011 or 12. And uh, it was after his season we had gotten in contact and um, had one of the more memorable dinners uh, that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Uh, with Ryan, and we'll get to that as well. But some stuff to really get to first. You notice the last few podcasts I've done, I, I do. will talk for the first 10 or 15 minutes, kind of filibuster a little bit on Bachelor stuff. First thing I need to get to, though, is what I posted on my Instagram story last night because I the reaction to Luca and the ramp that I bought her to come up on the bed, because Luca I've had now for a year and a half, and... You know, she jumps on the bed and jumps off the bed. And one of these days, she's going to blow out her ACL or blow, or dislocate her hip. I just know it's going to happen. That bed is about four feet high. And she just can't keep doing that. And I'm, but, but I've allowed, I mean, it's my fault. I've allowed her to for a year and a half. And so I saw one of these ramps on Facebook, I think, and I purchased it on the spot, got it a few days later. And I'm like, I'll just give her this. Now, one of the things that you guys have mentioned is, Steve, why don't you get her stairs? They work for my dog. I've had stairs at the foot of my bed for the last year and a half, and Luca wants no part of it. So stairs haven't worked. So I was like, well, what about a ramp? Because stairs is, you know, there's three little steps. It's got little carpeting on it, but she hasn't used it, doesn't care. So I'm like, let me, I saw the ramp. I'm like, let me get the ramp. Let me, maybe this is something different, and it's easier to just walk right up it. I mean, it seems easy to do. So you saw what I posted last night. I was like, okay, I got the ramp about five days ago. Didn't think of enticing her with treats to go up the ramp. So I was like, let me do it with the treats. And you could see. Uh, and I and I worked on it. And uh, you saw what I posted. Now, the other thing you guys suggested after I posted the video was, why don't I put treats, treats all the way up the ramp? And then she'll just, you know, gradually eat one and then move on to the next one, move on to the next one. By the time she'll be at the top. Um, because that ramp is at such an angle, 
and it's definitely more than a 45-degree angle, any treat I put on there just rolls to the bottom. So I can't put the treats on the ramp because the ramp's too much of an angle to where it just rolls off. The other thing is that I did try that you guys suggested was take the ramp into another room, lay it flat on the ground, and let her walk on it on a flat surface and just get used to walking on it. Because I thought about it, I'm like, you know, when I got this ramp, I just put it at the fa- at the foot of the bed and said, Luca, come on, jump up or, you know, walk up this thing. And she just hasn't done it. So I, I did bring it out to the living room last night. Um, I did have her walk on it back and forth. I would, you know, I would entice her with the food because if I didn't, she wouldn't walk on it. So I would just have her walk on it. And then I put it at the end and she'd come and walk and eat it and eat the treat. And then I put it on the other end and she'd walk the ramp as it was, you know, flat on the ground. And then I just sat there and let her smell it and let her kind of walk on it. And she would do that. I was like, okay, she seems comfortable walking on the ramp. I put it back in the room. Same exact thing. I try and entice her and she starts walking up the ramp. But the second that treat gets out of her distance, she won't continue to walk up the ramp to get the treat and leave it at the edge of the bed. Nothing. And she's literally like, you saw the video. She's literally two steps from all she got to do is take two steps or even jump and she won't do it. And I don't, I don't get it. She jumps four feet onto the bed every single night, but she won't use a ramp to help her get up there, which makes it so much easier on her. So yeah, that's where I'm at with, with that. It's kind of frustrating, but I just started last night. Maybe I just need to give her more time and be a little more patient and do some more training with her on the ramp aspect of it. Let's talk a little bachelor. You saw what I wrote yesterday in, in regards to the bachelorette. And I, and I want to be clear about this. I did mention to you that Tasha, Tia and Kelsey were three women that I heard went through the interview process and are candidates. A lot of you seem to run with those are the only three candidates and it's down to those three. I never said it was down to those three. I would have specifically said it's between these three. It's not. All I said was these are three that I know have interviewed, but I don't know everybody that interviews, you know, I don't know who else interviewed. We'll get to that in a second, but, Those were three names that I did know that interviewed, but like I said yesterday as well, I don't know who was, who's higher on their list. If you had to rank them, who's higher and lowest, all that matters is at the end of the day, who ends up being the bachelorette because none of you care about, well, how close was so-and-so to getting it or what it's, it doesn't matter. She, she's not, you know, whoever the bachelorette is, is the bachelorette. It doesn't matter who came in second or third or fourth or who was close. Um, I do know as I reported for the last few weeks, Hannah Brown is who they wanted. And for whatever reason, did not work out contractually. She's not the bachelorette. Now, something broke late last night. I'm sure you've seen it. If you've read the internet, it got sent to me 20 times in DMs and Instagram posts that somebody went on to a Facebook fan page last night and posted that they know Claire Crawley has been named the bachelorette and she will be named The Bachelorette on The Ellen Show next week. All I can say is that's the first I've heard of that. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not saying it is true. All I'm saying is when you all sent that to me and said, what do you think of this? Are you hearing this? I'm telling you right now, that's the first I had really heard of that. So I can't say whether it's true or not. 
maybe the Bachelorette is being announced on Ellen next week. That's the first I've heard of that part of it. But somebody went on a Facebook fan page last night and said Claire Crawley is the Bachelorette, and she's going to be named it on Ellen next week. Well, if that was their plan, I got to believe Claire's going to get... <laughs> I got to believe people have sent this to Claire as well. <laughs> like, what? How can they surprise... How can they announce it on Ellen when she already knows now, unless they weren't making it a surprise. I don't know. But all I'm telling you is that's news to me. But like I said, I'm not saying it's false and I'm not saying it's true. It's just, that's the first I've heard of it. So this person is claiming this is who the bachelorette is. If the bachelorette ends up being Claire, then this person will end up being right. If the bachelorette is not Claire, this person has no idea what they're talking about. Like it's, it's tough to say until we know the exact answer, but I had not heard that. And that's news to me. So, but I guess we got to keep Claire. Now, I guess we got to have Claire as a possible candidate. It seems like anybody who's ever been on the show that's single, I guess, is technically a possibility. But the three that I know interviewed were Tasha, Kelsey, and Tia. There are probably more. This person is now reporting Claire is actually the Bachelorette, not, oh, she interviewed or whatever. This person is saying Claire is going to be named it on Ellen next week. News to me. I had no idea. I had not heard that. So that was interesting. Um, what else we got? That's pretty much. Uh, that's that's really it for the most part. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. Obviously, if I if I hear anything, there there is something that came to me today <clears throat> that. Um, I mean, if if what I heard today is how this kind of ending of the season all plays out, I just I throw my hands up. Really, I do. And I, I it just came to me a couple hours ago, so I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I will tell you that if what I heard today ends up being how the ending plays out, I'll tell you this is what I heard. And I'm not going to sit here and lie or whatever. I mean – I'll say like, yeah, remember when I was telling you a couple weeks ago, this is what it was. I got told something. (laughs) Wow. I guess that's it. Because one of the things that I've really done all season is I've kind of consistently said, I think I've heard the ending to this season, but I've heard so many endings. I don't know which one it is. So there's only so many things that can happen when you have two women left in the season with Hannah Ann and Madison. Like there's only so many different scenarios you could possibly end up with of how this thing plays out in the end. So like I said, I'm sure I've heard the ending. I just don't know which one it is. And I'll say that until I get some sort of confirmation. And if I don't get confirmation, we'll all watch on March 9th and March 10th how this thing plays out. And I'll tell you at the end of the season, yeah, I heard that ending at some point, but I had no reason to believe it was true. Or I'll say, wow, I never heard that ending. And, you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. But what I heard today, I'm telling you, if it, it I will absolutely tell you 100%. If it plays out the way I was told it plays out today, I'll tell you. I'll be like, yeah, no, that was it. And I didn't, I had no reason to believe it was true. So, um, but yeah, I kind of just throw my hands up if that's, <laughs> this is what happens. It's just been, uh, it's just been kind of a wacky season to say the least. All right, let's get started here. Podcast number 171 with Ryan Park from Ashley Rosenbaum's season of The Bachelorette. Okay, let's bring him in. Uh, you remember him from Ashley A. Bear, now Ashley Rosenbaum's season of The Bachelorette. It was a while ago. 2011 is when this season aired. It is Ryan Park. Ryan, how you doing? 
Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Uh, we've got a lot to go over because you are somebody, the only person I've had on from Ashley's season was Ben Flanick, who obviously went on from your season to become The Bachelor. I've never talked to anyone else from your season, So, uh, and Ben was on probably two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, so it's been a while since we've had anyone from Ashley's season on, so it'll be good to uh, kind of refresh people's memory of what uh, what happened. I had to refresh my memory going down memory lane looking at uh, her season. So first off, when you were going through this process, how did you get cast? I asked everybody this. How did you get cast? Were you a yeah. fan of the show? Were you excited it was Ashley? Explain everything. Well, um, you know, I really hadn't watched the show much before. Uh, and, and a, like, I think a lot of folks, I mean, it's like my, my family, my, my aunt was like, Hey, you, you need to go, go do this. You'd be great to be the bachelor. I mean, just fool. I had no idea it was, you know, how it worked out. And, um, you know, I didn't make a video or anything. There just happened to be a, a casting call that was, uh, in the area that I lived at the time. I lived in the Newport beach area, uh, Corona del Mar. And I, I walked up in there, you know, I mean, I'm wearing shorts, t-shirt, flip flops, <laughs> you know, there's guys in suits and stuff. And there's thousands of people. I felt like the biggest tool. I mean, I'm walking in there going, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, and, you know, walk in, there's, there's this huge room and there's cameras up in front. And I'm like, am I really going to do this? <laughs> I mean, I, I strongly uh, was thinking maybe I should just turn and run. And, and I'm standing in this really long line and I, I hadn't, st I mean, I was maybe there for five minutes and a woman came up to me and she goes, Hey, are you, are you here to, to, to try out for the bachelor. And I was like, yeah. And she just come with me and just pulled me out of the line. Um, handed me like a card. Uh, I don't know if I had a letter or a number or something. I, I and sat me down in the back of this room. And, and about 10 minutes later, uh, another woman came and grabbed me and took me to another room to do a little uh, behind a little small camera, if you will, and just chatting. It felt real natural. It was fun. And, um, and then she, uh, She's like, you're perfect. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, pulled me out another door back to the same woman that had grabbed me out of the line. Turned out it was the head of casting that had pulled me out of that line. I, I didn't know. Mm. And um, so, you know, I, I didn't realize it was really casting for The Bachelorette. I, a fool, walked up there and was like, oh, I'm trying not to be The Bachelor, you know. And, and she goes, you know, so, hey, um, we, we already have our bachelor. Um, and it turned out, I guess it was, it was going to be Brad, Brad, Brad Womack. Yeah. And she goes, but here's this packet. It's like, you know, 100 pages or so. She goes, why don't you fill it out, get it back to us, and, and we'll be in touch for when it's time for the bachelorette. I was like, okay, great. So I take the packet. I send her an email thanking, you know, thanking her. And, and uh, that was that. Honestly, I didn't fill it out and turn it in uh, because I, I, I started seeing someone and, and I just – just didn't really think about it. So months go by. I'm I'm off in the mountains skiing with my with my friends, uh, snowboarding, and and I, I have a voicemail that says, "Hey Ryan, you know, haven't heard from you. Uh, so you know, Lacey from the Bachelor uh, from the Bachelor, and if you're still interested, give us a call." And turned out that timing then worked out good at that point. And I said, "I'm interested." And they said, "Well, we're having finals or whatever in in Los Angeles. If, if you can make it, you know, come on up and." go from there and literally it was like the next weekend and i just went up in there and um you know they they it's just a pretty impressive process yeah. honestly with well, the, the site yeah well i was gonna say that it's pretty crazy that you made it to basically finals casting weekend without having to do 
a bunch of, well, I don't even know if FaceTime was around back then, like a bunch of phone interviews no. and a bunch of FaceTime interviews and talk to somebody else. I mean, they, they put you in finals casting weekend with really out ever having filled out a packet. That's pretty amazing. I, yeah, yeah, no, I never, yeah, I never filled out, never filled out the packet or anything. Um, but, you know, jumped right into that thing. And wow, I mean, they know who they're getting after those psychological exams. I, I, yeah. I distinctly remember sitting in there with the, the woman that I guess apparently had, you know, had done all of the seasons, you know, prior on the psychological te- uh, casting and, and uh, yeah, they know what they're getting. That's for sure. So when you got there the first night, I don't remember cause it was so long ago. It was nine years ago this aired, but do you, what did you do out of the limo? Did you have any sort of gimmick or what was your thing? No, no, I honestly, I'd have to go watch it, but I, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely did not have a gimmick. I mean, I, you know, might've rehearsed a line, a line like 50 million times, you know, you're so nervous with all of the lights and, yeah. and stuff. But, um, you know, I was like, just don't flub it. Don't screw up. <laughs> don't fall, you know? And, uh, and then once you're through that, then you just kind of wait a long time. I mean, that first night, my goodness. I mean, it's yeah. like till five, six in the morning, you know, but then when it's, when it's finally done and, and they just pump you full of booze the whole time. It was in fact, someone got really, really intoxicated, um, on our night. It was, it was quite interesting. Yeah. I rem- well, I was going to say, I remember that, but I didn't remember that until I read, and did a little research and it was like, yeah, Tim get Tim got drunk yeah. and slept on a couch and you guys basically yeah. had to load him into the car and he got a little oh, yeah. the first night cause he got too drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, little known fact though, actually that there was at least one other guy that was nearly as drunk mm. and, and, and like we were helping him stand. I, he wasn't on my platform but helping him stand, you know, like look normal, look normal, like just pulling through the night. You made it through, but it, you know, didn't it didn't, get, didn't get blown out of proportion because Tim took the fall. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So you obviously did something to impress Ashley because probably a lot of people don't remember this. You got the first impression rose on Ashley season. So when you had your cocktail party time with her, do you remember like what you did to win her over or whatever? I don't know about, I mean, not about winning her over. I think the conversation was great. Look, I was really excited that Ashley was the bachelorette. Um, You know, and I mean, Dennis and training, I mean, intelligence and I I found her attractive and I was, I was really, um, I was excited to see her and, and get to meet her. And uh, um, I feel like just the conversation we did have went real smooth. Um, And, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything cheesy. I was like, look, if this is going to work out, I mean, I, I mean, I, I really came at this from the perspective of if, if I end this and, and end up, you know, happy in a relationship, fantastic. Now, granted, this is from an absolute, like not understanding the the gravity of the attention, I guess that comes from, from this. Um, but I, you know, absolutely came into this thinking, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to bring my, myself to the table because ultimately, uh, if you don't, you know, it's all going to come out and, uh, you know, nothing could be worse than a really, really messy public relationship public, uh, you know, relationship afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, so you got the first impression rose and it was weird because, well, like you said, this was nine years ago. Things have kind of changed in bachelorette world because in recent seasons, I don't know if you still watch the show or follow, but. On The Bachelorette, that first impression rose recipient had won four seasons and ended up winning. 
four seasons in a row up until last season when Hannah Brown had given hers to Luke P and he didn't end up winning. But yeah, they had four seasons in a row where that recipient ended up winning, which kind of maybe showed that the women were had, I don't know, great intuition that first night, whatever the case may be. But things got really kind of weird for you. Um, Mm -hmm. You got a big target on your back, which everybody does who gets the first impression rose. However, your edit wasn't the most it was weird because it wasn't like you were a villain um it wasn't like you caused drama in the house you weren't talking shit but you were getting this edit of the guys didn't like you and it yep. was like it, they didn't like you because i, I the, the thing that i took out of it i remember was like you were just too nice and they just thought you were putting on an act i think like what was mm-hmm. going on in your head like were you ex- when you were in that moment filming it did you real were you feeling this from the other guys or what were you going through? I mean, for some, completely oblivious uh, because I enjoyed the guys. There was no drama at all, um, and was you know in Los Angeles had a ton of fun um, with, with the guys, and then even you know traveling all the way to Thailand and um, and it and it wasn't until uh, it was after a group date that I realized, oh my god. Like, oh, yeah, they're making a story here. And when when like a producer pulled me aside and and they put me on the camera and they're like, so, you know, what do you think about if guys say you're not being real and you're just being fake because you're too happy? And I was like, I was floored. You know, I'm like, wait, what? You know, I'm like, I'm too happy. Like, you know, this is crazy. You know, I mean, this is you know, ridiculous sort of like and and then they immediately insert right after this, you know, one on one. And then they I think they brought Blake in and he starts giving some line around that. And I'm like, what is going on here? So, I, you know, TV blown out of proportion. But there's no question. I mean, we were in a rainy, rainy tile like we were trapped inside. And I was just happy not to be, uh, you know, I mean, grinding at work all day. I was just happy. I didn't care that we were inside. I was just. I was happy. I was on vacation as far as, you know, <laughs> you yeah. go, but yeah. Yeah. Kind of a weird edit. True. Yeah. True. It but, was you know, really, it, is. it was, it definitely was weird. Um, so I want to kind of go a little bit just through the season. You, sure. for, for episode two, you guys actually stayed in LA. You guys stayed at the mansion, but every single date was in Las Vegas. You guys, but you guys didn't get to go to Vegas, which is really weird because they love going to Vegas for this show. Uh, you know, William had the first one-on-one of the season where they got mm-hmm. to, have dinner at the Bellagio Fountains, and then the group date was the Jabberwockies group date, and then Mickey had a date out there at Mandalay Bay at the Wave Pool, which is one of my favorite pools out there, by the way. Um, but you didn't have a date in Vegas, if I'm not, if I'm reading this correctly, right? Were you not on the no, I, Were you on the Jabberwockies group date or no? I was not. I was twiddling my thumbs in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah that like, sucks. Wow, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably <laughs> because you got the first impression, Rose, so you figured. I'm safe. You know, she's even, even though I'm not getting a date this week, I am good because she get, she obviously noticed me the first night, but yeah, it does suck to not go on a date uh, in the, in the first episode of the season. And then in episode three was still LA. You were on the group date and that was the uh, comedy club roast yep. where things got a little weird for, uh, for William, little old William Holman that, um, uh, he, you know, he was just a little bit too offensive towards. I know it's a roast, but he was saying some things that weren't proper. Um, and do you remember? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you do remember what you said at the roast, but do you remember any 
real biting lines that you had at the roast on anybody, whether it was Ashley or any of the other guys? You know, uh, not, not particularly. I mean, the roast, honestly, from what was shown on TV, that's one situation where I'd say the, what was shown on TV doesn't even do it justice how brutal it was for poor Ashley. I mean, it was like, like, it was, I, I, it was very uncomfortable. And, um, I mean, I think what I said was, you know, because she's really uh, petite and small. And I do remember one line was something along the lines that, you know, be a great date. You, you know, you'd be a cheap date because you could, uh, you know, travel lightly in my and fit in my carry on or something like that. I mean, yeah. definitely along the lines of just her being small and petite. But, um, yeah, it was uncomfortable. And but that night, um, I do remember that that was the first time that uh, we kissed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and still at that point in, in this whole you know process, uh, right. Uh, I, I definitely was still the mindset like, wow, this, this, you know, this could work, you know? Um, and, uh, so yeah, now at that, at that moment, then we traveled to Thailand. Yeah. And you, you got the group date rose on that group date. Yes. So, yes, I did. so here we are yeah. three episodes in, you've already gotten two roses. So people are thinking like, this guy's one of the she has to like him she's given him two out of the three roses so far you know um mm-hmm. but i i want to before we jump on to the travel to to thailand um one of the biggest early season storylines of your season was bentley and huh. <laughs> what's weird was i've heard throughout the years that there was a lot of editing tricks uh with him so talk about the Bentley that you knew. I don't know if you became close to him in the house, but from what you remember of hanging out with Bentley in the three weeks that he was in the mansion with you guys, when you watched the season start airing, were you like, oh, my God, I had no idea he was saying and doing any of this stuff? Absolutely. I mean, definitely on that. Uh, I had no idea to the extent. I mean, it was shocking um, because the Bentley I knew in the house um, – See, I like, I like playing cards. I like poker a lot. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and Bentley liked it too. And so it was always, I mean, I played a lot of poker in the house with Bentley, JP and I, um, we were sitting there and playing a ton of cards. So other than that though, Bentley was pretty quiet. I mean, I'd say like, like a monotone, uh, just, he just wasn't really, ex- he didn't have a lot of expression to him. Yeah. And, um, I do remember one morning, you know, Chris, Chris Harrison will just pop out of nowhere. You know, he just like all of a sudden pops in like, Hey guys, you know, it's like, wow, look, yeah. there's Chris. And, um, you know, and as you get on later in the show, you realize cameras start showing up in a way you're like, something's going to happen, you know, but, um, he, uh, uh, you know, Chris is here and wants to, you know, I think hand, hand out the, the date cards and, you know, Bentley's still sleeping, you know, he's still up in the room, like just producers are like, come on, Bentley, get down. And he's just, you know, disheveled comes down, but the Bentley I knew is just, you know, really low key and uh but you know had fun playing cars with them and no idea what was going on behind the scenes there yeah and then you know he was a lot of his stuff that he was saying was in itms so it was tough to know exactly what questions he was answering when he was giving those answers but i mean he got obviously the worst edit of the season (laughs) he was made out to be the villain he was made out to basically be like he was insulting ashley and he was hoping emily was going to be the bachelorette and all this stuff but it's hard to gauge because also it was nine years ago. I don't remember every ITM, but it was pretty bad. And Ashley really liked him, um, but then he ended up eliminating himself in week three. So you guys, you guys head off to Thailand um, in in episode four. Uh, you again 
were on a group date. And first off, you did two different episodes in Thailand. First off, you went to Phuket, and then you went to Chiang Mai. Um, in Phuket was the uh, orphanage date, right? The group date that you were on. Yeah. You guys got yeah. to uh, paint an orphanage or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I went to that 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 children's home and um, pretty moving. I mean, it was just dumping rain, just pouring rain there. I remember, and um, it's really cute to be around all the kids and and you know they. I remember we get out and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna you know separate into teams and you know Ryan, you're you know this business guy, whatever. You're gonna lead a group and I don't remember. I think JP might have done the other one. And I remember I was I was a little bummed on that because um hey of course seeing the edit later that's like ryan's bossing people around well of course you know during that was like really bossing people around we're just painting and hanging out you know yeah Let me break but um but i i got like no time getting to talk with ashley and that's the other thing when we were flying you know it's like a 14 hour flight from los angeles to uh bangkok or phuket or wherever we landed originally yeah. and i kept i kept trying to sneak it she's up in first class you know <laughs> you know we're back back there and I'm trying to sneak up there to just go sit and talk with her, you know, and, and they just keep you just totally separated, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was on, it was on that, that date. And then it was that night when they started pulling aside and I started realizing, Oh man, you know, there's something going on here and they're making a storyline. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of, I'm starting to remember it now. It's starting to refresh my memory of that happening in Thailand. And then, the next episode in Thailand was well. Before I get to that, I want to ask you: at this point in filming, you're in Thailand. At what point in the season, or maybe you knew right away when you guys were talking and kind of hanging out, you guys had to have been talking about who she liked, who was a favorite. JP yeah. JP was very uh, not a very boisterous personality, um, kind of under the radar guy. But were you guys thinking that oh JP she totally is into him, like he's going to win this thing, or were you still like, oh, she likes him, but I think other guys have a shot. Where were you at with JP, I don't know, let's say when you're in Thailand? Yeah, that's a good question because um, at the roast, you know, JP was just, uh, you know, or JP's just one of the cool guys and not really, you know, thinking anything like that. I mean, he's just, like you said, behind the scenes a little. But it was in Phuket when the light just switched and 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 where that group date were there and ashley was around him and they're like totally flirting and i could just see the chemistry mm. and you could feel it i mean it's just it was real and it was like whoa and then that night when we were there i remember you know getting my one-on-one -on -one time with her and there was just something different i mean just something different in her and it's like they did their one-on-one -on -one and they went and you know walked along the water and i was like guys you know the, to the producers like what the heck? You know, they they had, I got to have, you know, a little, little room on the side type of thing. And then, you know, JP gets to take her on this like romantic walk on the beach and just get to really spend time with her. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm watching it. And, you know, I guess they could have totally gotten some good shots of me, like looking, going, man, you know, dang. Yeah. And, and it was there that they, that I realized, oh man, I'm screwed where producers are like, well, you can have more time with her. I'm like, uh, no, I can't. I and mean, that's not how it works. And they go, yeah. Okay, that was weird. We had a little uh, phone screw up there, but uh, continue the story about Ashley and uh, JP. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, the one-on-one -on -one time that Ashley and I got together was uh, pretty short, and and something was a little different. And then she goes off with JP, and they get to walk on the beach and have this romantic walk, and and it's like, dang, 
but you could see the chemistry. Yeah. And and I and I and I'd gone over to chat with one of the producers saying, Hey man, you know, what what what's up? Why are you giving JP the walk on the walk on the beach and what's up here? And they're like, Well, you can have more time with her. And and I said, No, I can't. I can't. You know, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, just just pull her aside. And I'm like, Okay. And and I keep wanting to go and pull her aside after she's chatting with different guys, like, not now, not now. And it goes, you know going through the evening until the very end we're sitting around and it's rose time. And, and I'm, you know, this is not the appropriate time to grab her, but the producers are doing jumping jacks in the background behind the camera, like go, go grab her, you know? And I, and, and you could see on the actual show, you could catch him kind of shaking my head, like, no, you know, and they're like, do it, do it. And that was a pivotal moment because I, you know, I'm like, no, no. And they're doing that. And I'm like, uh, and I just, I kind of go to and I'm like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> like jumping in, like, can I chat with you a few more minutes? And it, you know, obviously that, that they were able to just run with it. You know, producers like, yes, you know, fist pumping, probably like, you know, yeah. cut in on a very inappropriate time and, you know, cue the strange looks from some point during the night, you know, from somebody. So, yeah. yeah. The next time, but, the next episode when you went to Chiang Mai was, that was an interesting date because that was one of the more physical dates we ever saw where you got to Muay Thai fight in an outdoor arena. And we all remember, I mean, well, I don't say we all remember. Maybe some people remember that Ames got a concussion during his match with you. Apparently you were the yeah. one that fought Ames. What did you, was yeah. it a kick to the head? Did you punt? Like, did you think it was uh, that bad or what happened with Ames? And you? Well, the first thing, I mean, this Chiang Mai day, I mean, the tra- the workout that we did in this world-class, you know, Muay Thai gym, I mean, wasn't intense. I mean, we, we worked out so hard. And this is, you know, I mean, uh, Mickey, uh, Ryan, Ryan, Mickey, and JP, and I, and Ames. And, you know, we trained, I mean, we worked out hard, and it was blazing hot. So we did that all first. We had no idea, right, what, the, you know, we're then going to fight each other later in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, we are definitely dehydrated and beat. Uh, you know, already tired. And then they put us in this vehicle, like this little covered back, tiny little tuck, tuck truck. And it was, you know, 110 degrees and, you know, and humid. It was, we're cooking around, driving around town for what felt like hours as they were repositioning cameras. When we pulled up and there's a ring set up in the middle of this square and people everywhere, it was like, oh man, you know, they didn't realize, you know, game on. So, I, I mean, I just chuckled to myself thinking, I can't believe they had us do this. You know, this was like, we legitimately went at each other. And I, I felt bad that they paired me up with Ames. I mean, Ames, uh, great shape, you know, um, but um, just, just, it just wasn't, I mean, we were the right, he was actually probably a little bit bigger than me. For, so size was paired up nicely, but um, it wasn't quite fair. But I thought, hey, you, you know, I'm on TV. I'm sure as heck not going to sandbag this thing. So I, I, you know, I went at him Yeah. and, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was one particular punch, you know, it just, uh, just, just hit him a lot. Yeah. And, uh, um, and you know, uh, but I mean, all of us, no, no one felt good at the end of this thing with the amount of, you know, the dehydration we were definitely in, but I felt pretty bad. I mean, Ames was, um, yeah, that that wasn't just a show. So I felt I felt terrible. I mean, Ames was such a nice guy. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, so that was a, that was a real a real thing as far as injury goes, and and um, yeah. quite an experience. Yeah, he ended up going to the hospital, but then he came back for the um, the night portion of the group date, and then you guys went on to China, and in China is where you find out 
Chris Harrison comes to your room and tells you guys, by the way, Bentley is here, and he wants to talk to Ashley. And so when you guys found out that Bentley had returned in China, or maybe Chris only went to Ashley's room, did you know that Bentley had come back to China, or did you not know until the show aired? She must have said something, um, right? She must have told you guys. Yeah, in some way told us. We were just kind of like, wait, what? I mean, because we, we had no idea of this backstory and that he was that there was even any attraction or anything there. We had no idea. Yeah. So it was it was more like, uh, okay, like, yeah, but, you know, that that's about it. Okay, so that happens. You, at this point, if people aren't, if people aren't keeping track right now, we're now on episode six. You didn't have any. Uh, you weren't on any dates in in Vegas, but episodes three, four, five, and six. In case people haven't been t- keeping track, you've been on every group date, and so you're 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 here. You are. You got the first impression, Rose. You got a group date, Rose, in episode three. You're probably sitting here going, "Where's my one-on-one?" Everybody, and in episode six in China, you were on the group date, which was uh, dragon boat racing, which ironically is one of the first out of country pictures i ever got of filming when i was you know still in the early stages of spoiling but i remember getting pictures from that day and having all six guys that were on that date ben flanick uh blake shane you ames and mickey i remember getting pictures and someone told me like yeah they're 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 boat racing i think and here they are and they're walking and they i had pictures of all six i'm like oh my god this is great they're in freaking china and I have spoilers for it. It's wonderful. Um, but also in China, JP got his second one-on-one, and you haven't had one yet, and that's always right. basically the kiss of death. I mean, if you don't get a one-on-one before someone gets two, you're done, basically. I don't know yeah. if you knew that at the time. What were you thinking? Oh, I definitely felt it by then. I mean, when I the flip being in, in Phuket, you know, Thailand, and then even in Chiang Mai, the way that the one-on-one time that – that I had with her versus JP and it just, it was just obvious by the time we got the, through Hong Kong, it was just so obvious um, that, that JP and Ashley were, were the match. And, and it, it felt like really futile, um, you know, because the, just the, the energy of, of them. So it, it is a bummer, you know, I, I even, you know, looking back, I mean, I, I don't think the anything I don't believe anything would be different, uh, even if I had gotten one on ones in the beginning. I mean, and, uh, but um, it was it was just obvious that they were the they were the pair. And, you know, it, I was just uh, limping along. And, and that's when I had really internal thoughts of like, you know, what am, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and then they go you go to Taiwan for week seven. Constantine gets a one on one. Then Ben F. Ben Flanagan gets his second one on one. The group, right. the group date doesn't include you. It's a three-on-one. It's Ames and JP and Lucas. And then finally, literally the last date before hometown dates, it's like finally here's Ryan's one-on-one. And you guys right. went to – you got Tai Chi lessons or something like that, and um, and it just wasn't there, and she sent you home uh, on that date. I'm assuming, based on what you just told me, you were expecting it pretty much? Well – I, I wasn't expecting it from the perspective of just just what was going on, I guess, amongst the other guys, too. I mean, it was just so lopsided from the perspective of, you know, JP and Ashley having the chemistry. Um, so it was like, I guess, of the guys that are left, you know, just based on roses received, like, I guess I should stick around, <laughs> you know, that she's going to keep me. So I, yeah. I didn't think that she was going to be. So I was surprised from that perspective that I, I got sent home. 
Um, but, but I also knew that I wasn't going to be the guy, you know, by then I just yeah. knew that just, we, we weren't, we weren't the match. So you're off the show and I'm sure they contacted you. Cause at that time, bachelor <laughs> pad was the, was the summer spinoff. It was bachelor pad. I think it would have been season two at that point for you because Blake ended up doing it. Uh, Ames did it. Uh, there might've been a couple other people from your season that did, but those are the two that I remember being on, uh, that season. Were you ever contacted about Bachelor Pad? Well, yes, uh, I, yes, definitely. But even before that, you know, I came home and went off to the mountains, um, and and then started receiving calls from the show saying, um, "We want you to come back." Oh, and on Ashley's season, <laughs> like they wanted yes. you to show back up, like in Fiji for Cor- overnights or something. Correct. <laughs> so if you remember, I did, I was back, uh, when there was just Ben and JP left. You, what, you came back on the show. How do I not remember this? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. I, remember I know. Cause it was so, it was, and I was, uh, I guess we're out of, uh, any sort of issues here to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> but, 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 uh, needless to say, you know, uh, it was, you know, wanted me back on and I'm like, look guys, I'm, you know, I'm back in the real world here, back working, you know, it have been months, you know, for that. I've been over two months, whatever that we were gone. And, and I said, look, it's not going to, not going to work out. I'm not going to go back. And, you know, I was feeling like a real fraud, you know, at that point, as far as like, I, I just know it's not the way I'm not going to be saying I'm, I'm in, you know, falling in love or I'm in love with you. And it wasn't true. Um, but, uh, I distinctly remember Chris Harrison, they're like, you got to call Chris. You got to call Chris. I mean, literally, you know, call Chris literally on his, on his phone at night. And he's like, yeah, you know, you got to come back, man. You got to come back. I'm, like, I'm not going to come back. Like, just, you know, he's like, no, no, Amer- you know, America needs to see you again. You know, you need to come back. And he's like, you want to know where we are? I'm like, uh, where, where are you? You know, and he's like, we're going to be in Fiji. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. You know, I've <laughs> never been there before. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, but look, you know, if I do, I, I need to have my computer. You know, they take all, they confiscate everything. You know, you're, you're in this bubble, which is just a total mind warp. Uh, but um, I was like, I need to have my computer. And they're like, fine, no problem. And, but no, I, I was brought back. And, That's and right. um, now I'm remembering. Okay. So yeah. Constantine had an overnight date and it was after he left that you show up in Fiji. It was before her, her date with, uh, w- before her overnight with Ben so what did I don't know what convinced you to come back or did you th- did you <clears throat> think it was like you had a chance or were you just talking no, to something just, that you shouldn't have done? So so here's the thing when I when when this whole thing began you know when 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 I showed up in that line you know foolish not having any clue what I was getting myself into you know I thought I'd like to be the bachelor and and uh, oh. you know and 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 of the mindset at that point was. I'd like to be the first eco bachelor. I mean, my, my, my entire career, you know, being dedicated to renewables and solar and stuff. I mean, it really is something I, you know, care deeply about. And, yeah. and I was like, you know, it'd be the first eco bachelor, actually drive an electric car or whatever, like a different spin. I mean, this is my vision of that. Like, okay, I'll be the bachelor, you know, and finally my girl that, you know, an eco girl, blah, blah. And so the, what with that, with the coming back, when Chris Harris is like, look, America needs to see more of you, you know, type of thing. It was like, Hey, you know, we need you back on this because you got eliminated for hometown. They didn't get to see your family, et cetera. And, and I was thinking, okay, okay, okay. I'll come back and that, and then I'll, you know, 
and then I'll, I'll be the bachelor or whatever. Right. And, and then I'll work out. Um, and, uh, so, so that was, you know, go and give your best shot. And it was, it was really tough to convince myself, you know, morally and going back and going through that process of like, you know, I want to be back on, but I, I, I said to the Chris and the producers, like, look guys, if I come back, like, you guys aren't, she isn't then going to like boot out, you know, whoever the final guys are and then have me be there to get down on one knee. I'm like, I just can't, you know, I don't know her well enough. There's no way I cannot do that. And like, don't worry, you, it won't happen. You know, like she's going to send you packing. And so it's like, okay. So you knew going back there that she was, she wasn't interested and she was going to send you home. Correct. Oh, well, okay. I, I didn't really know. I didn't know if I was getting, going into a trap and I'm an absolute fool, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, it was basically, you know, or I was sad, like, don't worry, she's, she's, she's not going to have you enter this ring then, you know, and, and I would have to profess my love, which, you know, wasn't there, you know, and, and I would thank God, you know, that would have been really, really, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I couldn't have done that. So yeah, at that point, I, I was still thinking, yeah, I'd, I'd like to be the bachelor, you know, um, and then of course, when the shenanigans start, you know, after the show airs and the that what happens, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm cut out for this. And they absolutely followed up with me about, you know, bachelor pad and, 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 well, and also talking bachelor stuff. And, and, uh, any case at that point I became very gun shy about it all. I was like, wow, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And then after that, basically you, um, you ended up attending Ashley and JP's wedding. You were there. I, I, yeah, I was. I mean, because I, I, I wholeheartedly believed in their chemistry and, and relationship. So it was that was a, that was a fun wedding. It was, a, it was a neat wedding to be due because the love was actually really in the air. Yeah. And uh, and it was you know, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And that was you know, November of two thousand uh, tw- uh, December of December first, two thousand twelve. It aired, right. it aired a couple weeks later, and, you know, here they are eight years later, and obviously I'm sure you've heard the news about JP recently. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, have you, by any chance, I mean, I, I, I don't think you're, you know, close buddies, but did you, after you found out he had Guillain-Barre syndrome and that whole thing, and uh, did you ever reach out to him by any chance? Yeah, so here's the, uh, here's, here's the sad truth. The, the, the truth is I just left him a voicemail today. Really? I found out about this to, today. I mean, I, I, embarrassing to admit here on this, but it, it knows true. I did not know. Oh, wow. And okay. I just saw that today. And, and uh, in, in looking just online, I was like, okay, I'm going to talk with you, Steve. I better go back and refresh my memory of this, right? So um, as I pull that up, that's the first thing that popped up in the Google search. And my heart sank. So I left him a voicemail. Um, and uh, for a bit after the show, you know, we, we stayed in touch. And But, you know, I mean, he's he's on the other side of the country and doing his thing. And um but I, I definitely hope that we connect soon and my heart goes out that I, I hope he has a speedy recovery and that's really scary. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, because he's a father of two and, you know, I want to mm. talk about your post-bachelor life. You are a father of two and you live in Hawaii. Of all, like, When you say he's on the other side of the country, not only yeah. is he on the other side of the country, he's like seven hours ahead of you. Uh, or no, uh, five hours ahead of you, sorry. Because um, you are... Yeah, you're four hours behind me, and I'm one hour behind where they are. So, yeah, you're five hours behind him. But, yeah, you're in Hawaii. They're in Florida. I, I get it. Um, but talk about – I know that you had said, you, you know, you talked about you were – you wanted to be the eco guy, and your, yeah. so, your solar energy has always been your thing. 
Um, but that's kind of what led you to your current wife. So tell everybody the story about how you met your wife and when it happened in relation to the show and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, for the first couple months after the show, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, especially that I'd been living in Orange County, you know, and I just was not prepared for um, that type of attention and just feeling like eyes are on you all the time and you got to, you know, just watch yourself. And, 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 you know, for quite a while, I mean, I'd say basically a year, you know, after the show, um, it, meeting, you know, girls and they, they think they know you from it. Yeah. And, and, and that was, you know, that was tough. I mean, just nothing really, nothing really stuck. And, um, it was actually, uh, uh, I ultimately met my, my wife, her name is Nicola, um, at a solar conference. Um, and, uh, it was down in San Diego and she had not watched the show. Um, ironically, I had met her sister multiple times in like in bars around town, whatever. And she, and she was like, you're perfect for my sister. You need to meet her. Well, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, you know, you gotta meet my sister or my friend, you're perfect. You know, it's like, you know, know me, but, but the irony here is, is, uh, she was right. (laughs) Shout out to Emily there. But, um, yeah, we met at a, at a solar conference and, and, um, even then it didn't, we didn't really start dating then. It was, uh, much later that we, we synced up and, and literally from our very, very first date, um, there was just, just chemistry that can't be explained. And, um, it was only my goodness. I mean, it was, we'd only been dating not even six months when her company, she was in solar development as well, large scale utility development, a little different. And she was responsible for the Hawaiian islands. Her company was sending her to Hawaii quote, for a temporary six month thing. And she, uh, she said to me, she goes, Hey, look, you know, this is going great, but I'm not going to do long distance. Uh, um, you know, and that's just part of the reasons I love her. You know, she's just, uh, just a strong, strong woman. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to let this go. I put everything in storage and, uh, all my stuff in storage. I literally and followed her to Hawaii and, um, wow. that was seven years you know, ago. And, um, we, uh, we, we lived there. I traveled a lot. Uh, for work out of Hawaii that first year, but uh, it was a lot of fun, and um, we uh, have, have you know built a life here. Yeah, got, what, what, got, island, got what a, island are you on? We're on Oahu, so in, okay. in Honolulu, the, the major major city. And um, yeah, I, ironically, we ironically we got engaged in in Thailand. How funny is that? Wow. <laughs> we got engaged in Thailand on a on a trip, and um, but no, she's just uh, she's just my my girl yeah. that's, that's uh, the way and, it goes and you've got uh you've got two kids now uh three-year-old and you told me what four months six months yeah yeah so uh we have two two daughters and um yeah she our our, our oldest yeah just turned three and a little firecracker it's it's just it's uh it's the hardest thing you ever do in parenting i mean first marriage is the the hardest thing uh you'll do you know just learning how to work through egos and work through things. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, uh, the, the things are more valuable, the more effort you put into things. Right. And, sure. um, but yeah, we've got, we got a four and a half month old and, and a three year old and, um, it's, it's great. Wow. I mean, that's, it's kind of a hell of a love story, Ryan. I mean, it, it didn't work out for you on the bachelor at, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, six months of dating somebody, they have to get transferred for work and you take the, and that's a, a big risk for you like okay i'll drop everything and uh, and i'll and i'll go to hawaii with you 
Um, at what point when you guys, when she moved to Hawaii and then subsequently you moved out with her, did you find out this six month is now becoming a permanent thing? Yeah, I think, I mean, pretty quickly, uh-huh. <laughs> or at least, uh, realizing it wasn't just going to end in six months and quickly going to be a year. And, yeah. and, um, and then we you know, found a new place and, uh, and then it was just, just settled. I mean, I, I ended up leaving, uh, the company I've been at previously, I don't go there, but we, uh, it had all, all the transactions had been done and, and sold and so forth. And, and, um, and then it was like, you know, on to the new thing, start, start new companies. So, uh, I was free from that perspective and you know, just, it's worked out. We've, we've, uh, we've made it work. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And congratulations to you guys. You guys are both still doing in the solar industry. I, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. I know her, you know, her large projects take, take years and years and years. So, I mean, some of hers that she's worked on for over eight years, I mean, just last year, you know, o- over a hundred megawatts of solar has, has come online and just to give perspective, um, that that's about a thousand acres of solar and, and to go even further than that, I mean, it's about 7%, just those projects from my, my little wife that she's developed is, is nearly 7% of all the energy on Oahu, you know, from the sun, wow. right? Which is, this is an island that, you know, import has imported, you know, nearly a hundred percent of all energy with fossil sources, right? So, um, and then she has a bunch more coming. I mean, some of the largest battery projects with solar, so it'll keep making energy even after the sun goes down. So um, it, it melts your heart when you're a little three-year-old or actually when she was only like two, she's like, look, daddy, your solar panels. You know, <laughs> see drive by, it's like, oh man, you yeah. know? So um, yeah, she's developing still, still very, very active, uh, doing it out here. And, and, uh, and my stuff is all, all throughout the mainland and, 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 and onward. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, that's, that's awesome because I remember, and nobody knows this, so I'll share it now. You know, you and I kind of uh, hooked up probably a couple months after your season had aired, you were, we had began, we had begun talking and you were, you came to Dallas and we had a night out at, uh, <laughs> At Texas D Brazil, which for those that don't know what Texas, it's one of those meat. I don't even know what it's called. It's just one of those places that serves nothing but meats. They come to your table with a giant slab of different types of meats, whether it's turkey or steak or chicken, whatever it was. And they just cut it in front of you and it drops on your plate and it's just unlimited. And I had never been to that place at that time. Me neither. Yeah. And (laughs) at that time I had been. In Texas, I can't because I can't remember what year I I, I met you, because um, I moved here in '06, so it obviously had to be after that. But it was probably within the first couple of years I lived here, and it was so. <laughs> I, I mean, I we we've kept in touch kind of on and off throughout the years, and it's a night that I'll just never forget because I've never eaten so much meat in my life. It was it was great going down, and then you just absolute food coma afterwards it was yeah you remember that i know you do <laughs> yeah i mean i was out there ironically for the big national solar conference that happened to be in dallas right yeah. and uh we synced up and now, now i i had never eaten so much uh meat in my life and still to this day i haven't and uh funny little side anecdote my, my wife is a pescatarian i you know <laughs> and uh <laughs> doesn't doesn't eat meat and hasn't for like 20 years and and as of two for the last two years i too haven't eaten uh, meat anymore as crazy as that sounds now thinking about it going oh my god like i can't believe uh 
that went down, but that was fun. I mean, that was, that was a good time with you. We were just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like just skewers and skewers. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, over and, the top. And it's just like, I thought it ended at some point, but they just keep coming. And they're like, what this, what this? And they're like, all right, I'll try another one. And, and they just cut it right there in front of you and it drops on your plate. I was like, yeah, I haven't been back since. I just, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like a, a nightmare. I almost have like, it triggers me when I see a place like that because I, I, I could not deal with how much they gave you. I had no idea what I was getting into, but I don't even know what made us choose that, to be honest with you. I mean, I remember, I remember you were just like, Hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm like, Hey, yeah, let's, uh, let's try this place out. And yeah, mistake. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Ryan, it was really good. <clears throat> excuse me. It was really good uh, catching up with you, man. That was a lot of fun. Uh, a trip down, another good trip down memory lane. Uh, I wish you, you know, congratulations with everything that's gone on in your life since then. God, you're living in Hawaii. You're married with two kids. You're living the life, man. It's great. I, I appreciate that. It's, uh, it's living the life, living every day to the fullest. Cause we don't know about the next, you know, and yeah. I really, I really do live that way. Yeah, no, that's great. And, uh, you know, congratulations on all your success and, uh, definitely we'll, uh, we'll be in touch, man. Sounds good. You got it. Talk to you later, Ryan. Bye Steve. Bye. Thank you so much to Ryan for that. Great guy. I'm so happy that he has found the woman of his dreams, has started a family out in Hawaii. So happy for the guy. And, yes, that dinner was about as memorable as uh, just just thinking about all the meats uh, makes me sweat. Um, I have not been back to Texas de Brazil since, and I don't know if I ever will because I really was not prepared for what uh, we got ourselves into. But, um Great hearing from him. Glad to have him on the podcast. Love talking to these old schoolers. Uh, and Ryan is uh, a great guy, as you can hear in that podcast. So um, thanks again to him for coming on. Thank you for all listening to podcast number 171. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It's very much appreciated. And it certainly helps our podcast. Um, we are coming down to the wire on Peter's season. You've read what I've written this week. You listen at the beginning of the podcast. You know now where Bachelorette stands. There is a report out there that Claire is the Bachelorette. It was posted on a Facebook group. Um, first I've heard of it, so I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, we'll see. Maybe this person will be right. Uh, maybe they'll be wrong. I don't know. But uh, it's out there. So she's. we got to at least include her as a candidate now. So Kelsey, Tasha, Tia... Now, Claire, are, are four people I know that I guess are in the running. But like I said, I don't know how to rank them. I don't know who's higher on their list, who's lower on their list. It's I know the decision is going to be made supposedly in the next week. They, they've they got to make it soon because um, filming starts in a couple weeks. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but, again, thank you all for coming on. Thanks, Ryan, Thank you all for coming on. I mean, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you to Ryan Park. Uh, for coming on and uh, and doing that interview. It was great to, to hear from him after uh, all these years. We've kept in touch a little bit through text, but uh, good to hear his story and good to go. Uh, good to see that he's doing so well out in Hawaii. So thank you all again for listening. I really appreciate it. That'll do it for podcast number 171, 172. Coming next week, and we will talk to you then. See you. See you.